guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, every time we think we're out, they pull us back in, and they do it by killing our girlfriend with a golf club and spilling her guts out like snakes, because we're talking about Deadbeat at Dawn. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> where in the hell are we? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing is turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand talk. No. Wolfman's got nard. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get old. They stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Yippee motherfucker. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We will give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got two to do. Shout, shout out. out. So make sure you stay around for those. And then uh, when you're done with that, head over to cultfilmandreview.com. Make sure you get your request in uh, for a film for us to review. And then also pick up a uh, t-shirt while you're at it uh, there and uh, watch some cool videos. And then on September 13th, make sure you uh, head out to Phoenix Film Bar for the burning with Colt Film and Review. You can get tickets where, Chris? TheFilmBarPHX.com. That is right. That's where they can get them. And as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilberg. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salusio. Hello, everybody. Today we are talking about Deadbeat at Dawn. It was directed by Jim Van Bieber? Beber? Beber. I'm going to go with Beber. Beber. We're going to go with Jim, go with Jim Van Beber. Yeah, the voice of Bieber, though. Came out in 1988, and that's about all we fucking know. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty small Wikipedia page yeah, right man, there, man. I kept looking for, and I tried to read like articles about this. I did hear that the, the budget on this was $10,000. 10000 okay. okay. And that it be... was filmed over four years. Did yeah, anyone yeah. go to Arrow's website? Because Arrow put this film out, and they did a remaster. That's the version I watched on Shudder. It says Synapse, distributed by Synapse. Was it Synapse that put it out? Yeah, at least on yeah, Wikipedia. That, I, yeah, I saw like... Synapse as the distributor. Yeah. But you might be right. You <laughs> might be right. Arrow might have obtained no, certain rights for Arrow, the UK. Arrow put it out. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it just came out actually recently, right? Yeah, it, it did. And um, I kind of I kind of feel bad because when, you, like, I guess backstory. Chris asked me to put this on the Plex server a while ago, and like, the version I found, I'm pretty sure the one that you guys watched is like a fucking VHS transfer, and uh. the, and the. Uh, it's low. It's low quality. And the, yeah, sure. it was definitely low quality. The, the Arrow Blu-ray uh, looks fucking great because I watched first ten minutes of the Plex one. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, like the film actually looks say, good. I'd like yeah, they did a great I'd job. like to see that because. Me too. I, can I say something? I thought the whole time I kind of liked the graininess of it all. And so did I. I was kind of like, oh, oh that man, feels yeah. fucking. That's the thing. Shit. That comes through great. Yeah. It actually comes through. I feel like. Better because oh, cool. the, it looks more organic and shit. Yeah, what you're not getting is like yeah. the digitized, like blocky, pixelated look. Shit, yeah, it doesn't on... have the, the that smeared look. Like there's grease on the fucking lens. <laughs> so and, I and I, that's on Shutter. Yeah, Shutter's got it. Um, you have to have a Shutter account, but I have a Shutter. I, you know what? Calm down, Kyle. I have a Shutter account. All right. <laughs> I forgot you have an account for fucking everything. So I, uh, I like a, I like a good TV show. It's funny that you mentioned uh, Chris wanting this movie on the Plex server because he did pick this film. Yep. Uh, for us to review, Chris. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, God just pitch it right down the center. <laughs> yeah, he's on. He, he, this is, he's on fire tonight. <laughs> Driving this one home. How could uh, you not why, be? Why did you pick uh, Debbie to Dawn? Um, this movie uh, was brought up to me by my boss, who what often says that he thinks indie filmmakers should watch this and see what you can do on a low budget and what you should do to make a low budget film exciting or interesting. And so I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. Like I, I knew who the uh, director was Jim Van Beber because I saw his uh, Manson family movie, mm -hmm. um, which is a pretty gruesome retelling of the Manson murders and, and all that stuff. So I was familiar with his work and who he was already, but never had seen this film. And, I did watch watch a trailer with Kyle a while back mm -hmm. and remember being like, okay, that looks pretty, looks like a wild movie. So, um, yeah. yeah, first time going in. Had anyone uh, seen or heard of this movie before, uh, Mike? 
I mean, I've heard of it a million times because Chris has been trying to pick it for the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I had not seen it, though, yet. I had not even heard of it yet before Chris had it put on the Plex server, and then I actually forgot it was there forever. You never heard Chris talk about this film before? I, no, I've heard, I've heard him talk about it, but like like I said, I just forgot, like, it, it's been so long. It's been on there for so long, I just, you know what I mean? Oh, I didn't know it had been on the Plex. I thought you just put it on there. No. No, it's no. been there for at least a year. I, I've literally, yeah, been, I've literally been waiting about a year for Chris to pick this fucking movie. <laughs> I, at one point, I had picked I, it and then went back on my pick and picked something else. He was like, he was like, this movie did be a dawn. I was like, and I and, and I was like looking for it. And I was like, and I found something that looked real shitty, low budget. And I was like, well, that's not it. And then I like I found the trailer. I was like, well, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's totally it. I'm excited to see this fucking movie because it's insane looking. <laughs> and then it just never happened. Until, Until now. now. <laughs> it's an interesting take. Why do you think that your boss finds that this is important for like young indie filmmakers? I think, I think there's just a lot of reasons and, and I hope we can tackle them like as we Honey, discuss. You don't Honey. you don't agree with that? Ten thousand no, dollars. No, he doesn't know how to agree with I'm, it. I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm, I'm just wondering either. what I'm wondering what his boss sees in it. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, ambition is well, my it would be my one word answer. We'll, we'll totally get to it, but man, they pull yeah. off some shit where there's there's subtle attention to details in scenes that I'm just like, not the script. What what <laughs> what filmmaker would have actually thought? Oh, this is that we have, we have to make sure we do this right here because yeah. this is what would happen. And it's yeah. like, no, so no one with a low budget is going to do that. I think so. It's super ambitious, and there's such attention to detail. Granted, the script is, eh, but the whole production of it. Pretty, pretty, pretty Not good. Not the whole production of it, yeah. but... <laughs> there's, there's elements, though. It's time we probably uh, figure out what this movie's about, so it's time for Plots with Mike. Guys, this film stars Goose. Goose. Not, not, from, uh, not from Top Gun, not from Captain Marvel. This is another Goose, okay? He's a gang member. He's a bad boy. But he's also fucking good with his fists, the old ones and twos, <laughs> all right? That's what he's known for, man. Threes he takes a mess. He's leading this gang. He's doing his thing. But he's got this, this, this girl at home, man. You know, he doesn't know how he feels about her. And then one day he says, you know what? I'm ready to leave this gang for this woman. That's how much I love this woman. So he does. And then you find out, next thing you know, girlfriend gets killed. Beaten to death with golf clubs. So this guy goes on a revenge trip trying to find the gang that did it. And get revenge for his love, Lauren boss i don't know man i lost it right there i was going really good for her there good job mike (laughs) he's beloved all right guys let's take a break when we come back we'll talk more about deadbeat at dawn hey goose danny and the spiders are moving on us we can cut them off at the cemetery if we hurry i'll go tell the rest of the ravens And we're back. We're talking about Deadbeat at Dawn. This is Chris's pick. Came out in 1988. Took four years to film. That's all we know. Cost ten thousand dollars. Cost ten. Oh yeah, he took out a loan for it. Yeah, he's supposed to pay for a second year of college. I, I believe is I what think I read. He, did. he took out his like. Yeah, he took out a student loan. Can I just say I love stories like that? Yeah, I feel like that's like a story of like yeah, but, a, a, a better time in you, filmmaking. Yeah, but do you feel like he was able to pay that back with this movie? No. No, that's the thing. He went on to make more movies, so I assume he, he wasn't did? continuously in, I don't know, maybe he wasn't continuously in debt. Who knows? Wait, I mean, what other movies did he do that were big? He did the Manson Family movie. I think he did another. I mean, I heard about that I've heard uh, about 10 Manson minutes movie. ago when you told me. Yeah, he's also, what's Combat Shock? I bet I bet you he did. Oh, no, no, I bet you made the money, shock. money back. Yeah. Because what about like VHS and shit? What it was shot on? Wow. <laughs> No, it, it, like the VHS was out by now. Yes, very true. Yeah, so 88. it had it probably had a life on video. This is how people watched it. I'm sure they pass either oh, pass it around on video or rented it themselves. Right. What I'm you saying know? is that I'm I bet you he made his ten thousand dollars back making this. <sighs> yeah, film. come on. I mean, yes, definitely. Over time, it has made more than ten thousand. Oh, I would say now, yeah. I think even then, it probably didn't take long for people to start talking about this film. If you got one order on, uh, you know, in a chain of video stores, you could easily pay ten thousand dollars back at that time. In eighty seven, eighty eight, that shit was expensive. VHS tapes were like sixty dollars. Yeah. 
like at that time. For a rental one? For one copy. So if you wanted to put three three of those on the shelf in one store and there's like a thousand stores, you know, across the way, I mean Well, I don't know if people are doing three of this film, but we're talking I get what you're saying. They were we're trying to fill shelves. They were trying to fill shelf space, yeah. honestly. Yeah, this is so. nineteen eighty. This is better times. You just walk in, <laughs> pick a movie right off the shelf. You don't know what the fuck you're picking. Put it in there, find out. I mean, this one's pretty um so getting into the innovation part, I think a lot of it has to do with maybe more of the technical aspects because as far as like revenge films go, I mean, from except for like certain weird aspects where you're like, what the fuck? Um, it's pretty paint by the numbers of like my girlfriend got killed and I want to kill the guy who killed my girlfriend. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 There's, There's, There's story. nothing more to this plot. To other than there that. is more to the plot. It's just weird side not shit. Not really. No, not really. He's He's absolutely right. I mean, there's nothing. It's really... I, I'm I'm in a gang. I want to get out of the gang. They kill my girlfriend. I need revenge. He think, takes a while to get to the revenge yeah. part, but I yeah. mean, okay, I guess you could say like the the gangs like coming together as one gang yeah. might be considered that, but like they don't really talk about those two guys that much. The main villain and the the new leader of the gang. I can't remember his name. No, 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 no. That's just all like side shit around yeah. Jim Van Beber's character, which is Goose, who is the leader of the Ravens. It feels and, like, yeah. Yeah. So like he, a plot driving Keith plot was, point. Like Ke- if Keith that makes was, sense. Uh, Keith was the one that took over, I believe. Keith. Yeah, Keith yeah. took over. Okay. But basically, yeah, like we're following Goose, who, yeah, is trying to live a good life. And like he's a ah. badass. Like, well, he's not. Yeah, you're right. He's he, but he does choose to get out of the gang for his girlfriend, but which I guess before he does that, before he does that, he's a he little rough. He definitely shoots a man's hand off. Yeah, well, dude, because they're fight. You got to realize that these two gangs, you got the Ravens and the Spiders, they're mm-hmm. fighting over very important turf, the cemetery. Which, uh, as everyone knows, is hot turf. Hot, hot turf. turf. Hot turf. Like, what if you're happens, in a gang, dude? ask anyone in a gang, what was the hot turf? Cemetery. Number Cemetery, one place. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Good place to fight. You can hide behind yeah. tombstones. Absolutely. And- you got you got defense. You're, you're, you know the terrain. Yeah. No yeah. one else does. It does this weird... You know where your grandma's tombstone is? They don't. They made this weird <laughs> choice in, in the beginning, too, to have, like, Goose wear a fucking Lone Ranger mask. And then uh, I believe Danny is the other leader of the gang, yeah. the Spiders. Wear the coolest fucking I don't know what Batman steel mask I've ever seen in it, my life. It looks like um, the same uh, mask. What, um, uh, he was a bad guy in one of the movies we did. Um, Victor Von Doom? No, but no, With no. a Batman signal on top? It's like it's like a mask. Oh, isn't it the same mask in Road Warrior or Mad Max? One of them has that chrome fucking mask in it it's like yeah. a, it's like a half chrome this is, yeah. face mask type thing from i think it's from uh, mad max it definitely had a batman symbol on it i'm pretty sure <laughs> they just blacked it out no it was on top like it was literally yeah. on top I, it had a batman symbol right was it a batman symbol? it was made to look like one if it wasn't exactly okay. a batman symbol it was definitely made to elicit that yeah it looked it looked like I one. thought I thought of Batman when I saw the mask. And yeah. then like after that, Michael Jackson's bad goes down in the middle of the of the cemetery. <laughs> fucking knife fight. Fucking knife fight. Yeah, dude. dude. He said it straight up, man. He's like, You ain't gonna use a gun, man. That's how you get the Don't cops? you want respect? Yeah. You know, a single bullet goes off. And that's the thing I was like, really? Like, but like at least one of you is dead and then that's the end of it, right? <laughs> Well, this is our first introduction to our villain, our main villain, Danny, right? Like yeah. the leader of the other gang. And, Psych- and like, psychotic. He's, a, and, he's insane, and Chris. Neither of the gangs are good necessarily, but you're, you know, like as an audience member, you're kind of p- picking a side, you know? And I guess you're on the Raven side because that's the story you're following. Anyways, I thought Danny was our, immediately like a good villain. I thought he seemed kind of like weird and like off and kind of crazy and uh, psychotic. Everyone seems weird and off. And kind of crazy. On drugs? Like a little on drugs? I thought Danny looked like a youth minister from like 1982. But the creepy kind, like the David Miscavige. <laughs> I thought he was going to pull out like an acoustic guitar. He's got that terrifying mustache. Can I, yeah. can I set the tone is. of how I received this movie? Yeah. This movie to me is like a combination of street trash meets Miami connection. Uh, Miami Connection. I, no, I wouldn't say I Miami. Connection. I would say it's got. A, I, I definitely the the dialogue is so fucking terrible, dude. <laughs> no, it's this pretty, is wait, for me. It was like bad, more like bad. Escape from the Bronx and yeah. um, like yeah, okay. street trash and some 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 extent a little. I got a little vibes from uh, uh, Assault on Precinct Thirteen actually too. I could see picking up Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Yeah, definitely. I, I do want to see. 
I do one thing about it for this film that I don't want to say. Like, yeah, the acting is not great. Like, oh, I will say that straight it's up. The, it's straight up the, uh, like, like community theater acting. They're uh, non-actors. Yeah. They're not. They're not actors by trade. They're not yeah. actors. Yeah. Let's say that. Like, maybe a few of them are. Um, Keith, possibly. Keith seems like but, he's a fucking theater actor, man. I mean, maybe <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking, though, the story. Like, there are moments in the story where there's, like, heavy drama going on. Yeah. Like, that's the thing I liked about this film is it felt really ambitious. Like, Miami Connection is funny because you can tell it's, like, bad writing because it's based on, like, throwaway but, lines. But, and, like, trying to, like, kind of force drama. This one, it's there's a lot of reactive yeah. stuff, like, dialogue, yeah. which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, but it's, like, it, it, it's the same. I feel like some of it's done in, in the same level of cheese. Well, like, and there's, and, like, they do try to, they do try to have those, those, those moments in Miami Connection of like I thought we were all orphans. It's kind of like that same shit. Like some of that kind of happens oh. in this movie where you're like, this is this is not done. Uh, very. Not I want to disagree. Film. I want to disagree though because here's the thing. Like I think that I, I think the thing with Miami Connection is yeah, the bad writing is is amplified by the delivery of it. However, I feel like this film almost deserves a little more credit as being <laughs> if it's a so bad as good category as because of the ask. level of ambition and commitment to the drama and it might not have actually yes. been performed as well as you wanted that's, it to no, come across. And that's why it, it's that's like more why, like the room. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Would you, yes. put it, would you put it in the category as is so bad it's good? Because right now it sounds like you guys are saying like this is just a good film. I would say absolutely not in that category. Not at all. It, so bad it's good? Not, not in that all. category. Not at I all. would see and I would 100% disagree with that. Okay, I am I am going to I'm going to go with Chris. Yeah. Ooh. Honestly, yeah, I might actually go with Chris. I think this is just like a fucking wild fucking ride of a film. I, I just thought, yeah, I just felt it was just okay, think, something that was trying to be the Warriors, but just didn't have that budget. I, like, I, I think yeah. if you put this in a theater with with the people, we we would they would be dying in their seats. No, I agree. There they would be, would be. Sure there now. would be some moments yeah. that are laughing, but I think people would be more having like a a good time, like kind of like rooting for like the fighting and action of the film, not so much laughing at the characters. There's, no, again, some of the, the delivery. There's yeah. some. There's the some. There, is, I, I'm going to go back to what you said with the dramatic moments. I do think that there's some dramatic dramatic moments, while they may not be trained actors i still got a feeling from those scenes i like when when his girlfriend turns around and she's got the tears in her face and she's like begging him to quit like the gang i was dying laughing it's okay. funny but it's like, like not like it, laugh out loud like miami connection it's, it's funny because funny. again the delivery is just it's so it's so bad i, I i'm on that when, yeah. okay so so yeah their relationship like it morphs or whatever and then she gets killed but that scene when like he comes home and finds her and and like I, dude, I agree you could laugh at that dude, scene, but I didn't. I, I actually felt sorry for him. Can, can I just say something? Like uh, It's a little off topic, but you kind of brought it up. Uh, the um, What's his name? Jim? Great scream. He has a great scream in this movie. It's high-pitched, blood-curdling, but it, I never thought it to be too ridiculous. Goose, yeah. Goose, Goose is, like, when he screams, like, there's parts where he gets, like, he's dragged yeah. by the car, and he, gets, and, he, and he screams in pain and shit like that, or... He's got a great well, fucking scream. You want to know what's what great about it? It's because it's a real scream. It is. You don't believe that every guy's like, like Batman and shit, yeah. like every time, yeah. right? Sometimes you're just like, oh, fucking shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a real scream, right? Like, you're in pain. His, his acting reminded me of, of Mark's acting in a, like American movie and like Coven. Like, really? Yes, man. Like, that's exactly what I, I got from I this guy. Like not that it's bad, but it not, no, not it's that it's bad great. acting. Well, like it's no one's it's saying it's not bad, bad acting. And there I is think definitely bad. It's acting. just there's a commitment behind it. But Mark where, has the same commitment in his movies, like in COVID. He has the same commitment where he is 100 percent all in. Yeah, but he's uh, not the greatest. I agree. Actor. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right, I agree. Right, right. Maybe Mark's a better example. Yeah. Yes, I do agree with you. And but at the same time, so yes, like in this movie, you every actor seems like a character, you know, like a over the top character. So I kind of accept it. Like I kind of accept that Jim's not going to, you know, that the lead isn't going to be that good. I'll tell you well. what Jim does very well. Hmm. <laughs> Fucking roundhouse kick. That motherfucker throws. Dude, that's a great 900 roundhouse, roundhouse kick. <laughs> Him with the nunchuck yeah. was so impressive. I was like, hey man, this guy knows his shit. This guy isn't a fucking joke. And, <laughs> then, and then I had to go back and be like, this is the director? Can I actually, <laughs> here, I want to, I, I did the same thing. One thing I do want to say about this movie that I enjoyed very much is that they use nunchucks 
correctly. Oh yeah, they for sure the first fucking time do. I've ever seen in a film where it just wow. wrecks the fuck out of people uh, in like one hit. Bruce Lee used it correctly, but yeah, yeah. It, on, 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 on our no, show, Bruce Lee uses it for Flash. It's not used for Flash in this movie. Dude, like, they use it straight up. He just fucking like, he fucking whacks dude, dudes in the face yeah, and knocks them top of the, the head. dragon. Like yeah. what the fuck are you talking he goes about? The town with that. No, he beats up like seventeen dudes while flipping it behind his back and catching it. Like literally, fucking goose is just running up to people and jabbing it in their eye socket. Well, that's not using. Is that using correctly? Just smashing them over the head with it. Yeah, like and that. The one thing I tell you, what man, I was not expecting that from this film. Yeah, because I went again, went into it blind. I'm actually really happy I went into this film blind because I was not expecting like the level of gore I got with this film and how good the gore would be. Yeah, for this, like for the level mm-hmm. I got, there's two things that have pressed the fuck out of me with this movie, and I was not expecting it: the gore and the fucking lighting. <laughs> You're the lighting guy on this one, huh? I just like the one thing I was just like, like it may not have been like the greatest lighting. I was like color choices and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, I was just like, wow, that's actually some really inventive creative, yeah. lighting. And you lit the fuck out of this mm-hmm. like shitty area and made this look really interesting. Yeah. I want to give it more credit than that. I think there were some pretty impressive shots in this film. There was. Oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, there real is. Real impressive ones. That, that one where the gang is kind of like the two gangs are meeting. They're like in a sewer or some so, sort of mm-hmm. thing. And they do that kind of like scroll in shot. Yeah. That looks like you're like, I don't know, POV walking in and trying to like yeah. get into the to whatever they're talking about. I was like, that's an impressive shot, man. It's Dude, like this type are... of shots like like Raimi did in like Evil Dead. Yeah, totally. exactly. Totally. And, and I, I, I want to agree. I want to, uh, I totally agree with you, Cody, because there is even uh, uh, creative lighting choices that I fucking love. Like there's a lot of use of like harsh red lights mm-hmm. and shit when you're looking at the, like the evil dude and yeah. like the way that they lit the, the scene I thought lo- was lit the best, which is funny because there are moments when I'm watching this film that I feel like I'm clearly watching a student film. Like oh, it has 100%. that vibe. But the lighting, even though it looked bad, it was good, was when they're in the stairwell giving the 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 henchman his his wife's apartment's address and though they they lit it from below and it's casting these huge harsh shadows of the banister railings against the wall and stuff. It looked fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know, at the same time I was like, this kind of looks cheap, but it fucking works for this movie really well. If you're gonna she- shoot a movie for ten grand, you gotta do those well, kind of tricks. I like think- you gotta use that. I think with the story and the characters that they had in this movie, even though again the weakest part of this movie is definitely like the script, um, it worked in its advantage because of the settings that they were able to get. Like, can I disagree? Yeah, I I want to disagree too. I look, we looked at each other for a second. Uh, I want, I want, I want to disagree. I I want to say that the weakest thing and weakest link in this film is actually the the actors. I think that. Here's the problem. They suffer. This film suffers from the same thing that I think a lot of indie filmmakers suffer from, which is a very ambitious script and not being able to necessarily pull it all together. But he kept the chunks that were relative to the narrative I think he was trying to tell, but it wasn't weaved together as well as one would anticipate. But I think that rises far above the acting. The acting definitely is the lowest thing on the totem pole in this film. Am I I'm on the on your page a little bit? Yeah, pretty much. Like, how do I put this? Like. A movie like Miami Connection, you feel like somebody is on the pen and he's just like, all right, I mean, I got to get them to go here, so they go here. I got to get them to go here, so they go here. Everything in this script kind of feels like it's motivated. Yeah. Like, I didn't see any, like, weird kind of like, why the fuck are they out of... You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to put it. It seemed like the writer of this actually had some semblance of like, oh, yeah, I am telling the story here. Mm-hmm. And I actually care very much about that story. Yeah. Now, just because some of the dialogue is all funky and weird, I kind of don't think that I actually the writing dude like is bad. I think what it I suffers for, mostly you're forgetting from forgetting scenes like where in, like the, towards the end where he's at the gas station and the fucking grandma and the kid are in the car. So and that, I'm gonna get your your gun, grandma. No, and there's the so fucking. Can I say clerk. something? There's problems that's the with one the joke in that. that I don't. That's the one joke in this film. I don't think there are. This is not like a like a hey, let's keep his it happy gr- and giddy. All the his time. girlfriend find out finds out she's going to die through a fucking Ouija board. Like there's elements. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. <laughs> Come think, on, guys. Yeah, but that was established. Like, with, I understand. With, that's her like, I understand. Trait. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand liking this film, but I mean. Well, no, no one's saying that it's uh, like it deserves an Oscar for yeah. writing, and no one is saying it isn't amateurish. I'm saying is there's like dialogue that is so illogical 
it's like, okay, God, he was just trying to get him to get an ice cream. Like, it just doesn't follow how human beings actually do shit. Right. And this film actually felt like they made a conscious effort to be like, all right, but like, let's give him a reason to go from here to you here. You know what might be a better thing to for us to pick out and, and pick at is actually probably the edit of the film. Yeah. I, I was going to come in and say, Ooh, look, yeah, I agree the that. editing is a little rough. Think, and also yeah. the ADR on this movie, like, is really sure. rough and like out of sync and I it's, think it's, I can th- forgive it though with the, again with the grit of this film no they do some cool shit with the audio I think actually the sound mix is very interesting and the music is very music choices are really yeah. good but I think the editing is honestly a thing that's almost maybe accentuating these scenes that we think are poor in the from the script perspective because there's a lot of stuff like time does not exist on a normal on your normal perception of it of reality in this film because it's like I want you to leave the gang. Uh, okay. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, they're in the fucking woods. And then yeah, boom, they're back time. home. And it's just like, what the fuck had just happened right now? Did I just see a dream? Well, or? And he, well, and he does, but he does have a lot of those too <laughs> after she dies. Yeah. He, he starts nightmares. having like nightmares and flashes and like weird trip out moments. Well, which, I mean, it's fun. The other yeah, thing is really the, the weird psychedelic imagery in this film that feels like it comes from like a 1960s film, yeah, that, which I actually really thought was kind of cool. I actually <laughs> thought it was cool for transitions too. It's like cool. That's a that's a that's a, a a cool thing to do that probably wasn't being used very much at the time, but is an old school like, like trick. It's an old trick. Yeah, yeah. Like just use the kaleidoscope, like jump. It's also what made me go 1988. Like you know, mm-hmm. this film. Even I, the clothes, Chris. Like, well, I know, and even the way the characters look and everything. I felt like I was watching like characters out of an early John Waters movie, dude. But Goose gets so much more badass when he grows that beard, dude. He looks fucking badass with a beard, doesn't he? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. I tell you what, though, going back to like the fight scenes too. Like, I like the way they shot these fight scenes. They really like again. So, like I, I made the, the thing with his roundhouse. His roundhouse is pretty good, but like, some of the stuff is uh, you wish it was choreographed better. But these guys aren't prof- like Dude, no, professional. Not at all. Listen, yeah. listen. But, but it's quick, shot really creatively. When I was watching these fight scenes, I thought to myself, "Man, the fight scenes in Buffy sucked." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, for these amateurs to be doing these fight scenes, I actually feel like people are in danger. You, that's I mean, exactly honestly, what I thought. Honestly, the biggest mistake the filmmaker made for most of the fight scenes was the where he posi- where he basically staged the fight and staged the camera. Because if he had just there's a couple scenes where if he had just had the camera positioned like a few feet to the right. That wouldn't have looked like a pulled kick. It would have looked like a legit kick. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. I can tell they probably could not afford like a good choreographer no. for this. I think he did and it himself. worked in its he fucking did. favor because there are times where like you're watching it and they're so physical with one another, you're like, there's no way somebody didn't just oh, get no, hurt right no, now. No, dude, dude when <laughs> like there's no fucking somebody he, went home with like a fucking he broken drops nose. Drops from the fucking top of the railing, yeah. like one story down to the fucking train yeah. tracks. Yeah. I was like, Well, you got dude. a fucking broken ankle right there. Holy <laughs> shit. You know, yeah. you, know, you know what I kept on saying? I was like, I was like, oh shit, fucking uh what's his last name? Beber? Beber? I was like, damn, Beber parkour before parkour was cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, he was killing it. Dude, that, See, that when you don't have money, so far. When, so when you don't have money, you have to do spectacle. And but, spectacle is insane stunts, right? So that's why I think this where this film really succeeds is that it does no. aim to do shit like I'll that. I'll tell you what, man. Like, again, I think this is where it falls in the, the, the it's so bad, it's good category for me, too. Because, again, the acting is just not there. But these guys... It's with all credit that that I can give them as much as possible. They are fucking really into this. And they like that scene, like the scene when after Christy is dead um, and Keith comes to him with Danny is like, hey, we're doing this job and you're fucking doing it with us. Yeah. They beat the shit out of each other in that hallway. Those actors do. And you can tell, man, you can tell they're they're going at it. They're really fucking out of breath and shit. Oh, they're out of breath. Like and they're they're shoving the hell. Dude, they're shoving the hell out of each other, digging into each other. Like they're really going at it. Mm -hmm. And you can just tell. And it it does add to it. Like it does because you're like, man, these guys are really really going at it. It feels real, right? It feels like there's real danger. Yeah. In that moment, no, for those I, two for, people, for me, it doesn't feel like it's it's so much real as like as I was just like from an outside perspective, it's like, man, these guys really care about this movie. Yeah, like, I can just tell that. Like, it's not like they're trying their best to act. The dialogue's still coming out shitty, but they're physical. Is like crazy. The other one thing that I want to say before, I and I don't think this was intentional, but it seemed like it could have been an artistic choice. Was this film feels grimy, man. Yes. Like yes. super grimy. Like I felt dirty like watching it. Yeah. Everyone in it seems dirty. 
like all the not buildings are dirty. Clothes. Like everybody's I was like, schizophrenic. I was like, how did they? Sit? No, my I question how they stayed safe where they were shooting. Yeah. It's I really just, did. Yeah. I, and I like that aesthetic a it was lot. It all rubbly and just back alley. Dude, it looked like the worst, looked like the worst fucking yeah. neighborhood I've ever seen. Yeah. The, <laughs> they, they found great locations to make that, make it feel very like, like gangs run the streets, you know? Uh, can we, I did want to ask, can we switch gears? And I really want to talk about the main protagonist, the main villain, the one oh, that bone crusher, bone crusher. You would say he's the main, I would say he's the sidekick, but he's like the, he's like, he's so the main fucking villain in this he film. Is. So Dan, yeah. Dan, is that his name? Dan, Danny, Danny, Danny is definitely he's the like, brains, but I feel like, yeah, but he, he almost feels like he, he's second fiddle to bone crusher. Bone yeah. crusher is such a fucking presence in this but movie I, and terrifying as hell. And you know, when you figure that out is when he does those fucking poppers like up his nose and then he starts just that monologue sounds, that monologue oh just, my God. it almost sounds like he kind of knew what he was supposed to say and just fucking went off and got into it you mean i hate people man yeah, yeah. i yeah. don't care i don't give a shit this it is the little delivery of it though that's it, how it was delivered yeah was there like a was there like a siren going on in the background yes, too yes, dude yeah. i just i did feel temp- so much tension from that yeah. character in that scene yes he he's fucking deep and even when he comes and he talks to uh danny that like in the sewer, like he comes back. Oh, about killing? Yeah, like, yeah, I get the impression that like Danny's like, all right, I know that you're like below me, but like, y- I'll tell you what it is. It's that 80s villain that like runs the show, like no doubt, but has his like one henchman and his right hand man is like, like his his muscle, so to speak. And then like the, 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 like, the hero always has to take, it's, it's always the fight before the fight. Like the big fight, it's, mini boss. It's, it's the guy. Yeah. Uh, it's the one guy exactly in Die Hard with the long blonde hair. I know yes. exactly. Yes, it's that the, guy. Yes, it's the bane. Like, oh, it's the bane to the poison ivy. It's the bane to the poison ivy. I like bane <laughs> to the. Po- <laughs> I liked Mike's example. No, mine was better. better. That sounds sexy. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta bane your poison ivy, Chris. To the poison ivy. Yeah, but to the poison ivy, Chris. You know, like Bone Crusher, like he's the one that actually kills. His girlfriend too. Well, so there yeah. is that like well, investment there's the other, there's in money game style. Well, there's the other guy too. No, he because he's at the guts, and there's a guy at the face just hitting her in the face with a golf club. Yeah, and that scene where like the the where it's just her skull, like and it looks like all the skin was just ripped oh, off by a, the golf club. It's like digging into the yeah. brain. Yeah, that, that was fucked up. His nightmare. Yeah, yeah where he's stabbing really into the. But head. like the, the it's somebody else. It's somebody else also that's involved that just kind of disappears in the wayside. Oh, this just reminded me of something. Something that I will say it was quite laughable and like ridiculous as fuck to me is his slow walk to the trash compactor with his girl, his dead girlfriend. Like, oh, what yeah. kind of fucking send off is that to the woman you love? You've chucked her in the fucking trash compactor. He's crying as it's going down. This he's guy, crunching. He's pushing the button. It's like. You think you can afford a funeral, Kyle? You think you can afford a funeral? Well, with that, with that dis- destroyed rubble building, is he could have burned her? That could be their gang send off, man. Yeah, you know how like, like the Vikings, the Vikings <laughs> shot people with, with arrows. And I, w- I would them think alive. the city sanitation would have caught on to dead bodies going yeah, into that right? compactor. <laughs> well, there's only a few, and it's only also he's walking around with bloody hands for like the next three days, and then goes on like a drug and alcohol. Fucking... I liked that that whole scene when he goes on that long bender. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Well, let's take it's... a break and when we come back we'll talk more about that bender because I want to talk about his crazy ass dad. Man, that ain't nothing compared to the rush you can get when you're killing somebody, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're looking in their eyes and you're seeing all that life just go right out of them. It's power. I hate people, man. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about nothing. And we're back. We're talking about Deadbeat at Dawn. Uh, before we left, we said we were getting uh, to the conversation about his father and a little bit of the bender afterwards. Uh, that happens because nothing triggers a bender like talking to dear old dad. Yeah, <laughs> sure did. Sure did. You ever get back you from know? a Thanksgiving? You know that that's one of the most popular days, uh, bar days. Yeah, is after Thanksgiving. Yeah, like right after it, like I, between yeah. seven and like midnight. 
Yeah. Interesting. Because people can't stand talking to their parents. They need fucking drinks. I was really excited, actually, with this scene because, like, he made, he made, well, he made, origin story. Well, he made a comment early on where he's just like, I did, I I ended up better like my father. And I was like, I was like, huh. And then when it also was like, oh shit, we're going to see dad. We're going to see who the fuck the man is that raised. That, that raised fucking goose. It's like he, it's like the guy who raised goose who is like the retired riddler, you know, doesn't have any riddles anymore and yeah. is just really hooked on drugs. Like he just, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like still zany. <laughs> he's gone through all of his best stuff. Yeah. Has nothing left. He's been, he's had writer's block for years yeah. and it's just not coming back, man. Yeah. He's just going to have to retire. But he still has that enthusiasm. He just wants to be the riddler. You know, he just wants, <laughs> yeah, but he can't anymore. As long as riddles are heroin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's happening in his apartment. Yeah. Dude, don't drink the last beer at his house. I'll tell you what, man. Oh, the only thing shit. that was left. Yeah. It was you know. mold or beer. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought he was originally, it's funny, when the scene started, I thought he was going back to like what I assumed was Goose's original apartment before That's he moved into so his girlfriend. Too, yeah. And like, I even thought to myself, it like made me chuckle because like he walks into the apartment and then. He turns on the faucet to clean his hands, and I was like, oh, back in the day when, even if it was a, a burned-out fucking building, <laughs> still had the pipes working, though. Still had water. <laughs> they still Very gave important. you that. Very important. Hey, man, he paid the bill. You know? That's the one bill his dad paid. So he kept on asking well, that, for money. It was the water power. bill. <laughs> the fridge was still running. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, his dad's upset about that and asking for some money. What's he do? Go out and buy that hair on. Yes, that's right. He's a heroin addict, and he well, injects he, it in his toe. He's like schizophrenic, and yeah. he's—I can't tell if it's like schizophrenia triggered by the heroin, or vice versa, or yeah. what. It's just his dad's in fucking rough shape. I well, gotta say, there's a part of this, like, and I don't look. I'm not—I was never a drug addict or anything, <laughs> but like, isn't the whole point of injecting something into your foot? So that people in public can't see yes. that you are an addict because you don't get track marks. Yeah, yeah, but there's also a thing called habit, and if yeah, you like, started with the toe, you're probably uh, not going to change yes, away from the toe. But this is what I'm saying. When I saw that scene, it got me through this whole backstory, like this yes. whole like, was this guy like a reputable dude? Like he had a good job, and he always did heroin back then, and he's still using the only way that he remembers to take it, mm-hmm. which before he cared what people thought, and now he doesn't. But it doesn't matter. He's just used to this one way. I think it's very possible. I think yeah. it's. I think it's an attempt to maybe hide and attempt to be normal. Still, you know. But it's so clear he's insane. Oh, can I just say that even talking about this scene makes me wince because this scene right here, like I, I don't know what it is about needles going into the webs of my toes or a toe, <clears throat> but something about that makes me want to vomit. <laughs> and and even when the blood like squirted out because he just like jabbed it, I was like that looked too real. Like what was going on with this effect here? Oh, was, really great effect is what it was going on. It was a fantastic effect. Yeah. Yeah, there was very some go- disturbing. For me there was some gross out moments and you mentioned also like the corpse, you know, that's getting yeah. like that knife dug into it. It's a very grimy yeah. soil, you know, rotten looking corpse. I do want to say though going back to the dad, the whole dad situation like granted the performances, the writing whatever is what it is. It's it's bad in some parts, but I couldn't I I couldn't overlook the actual like emotion of the whole thing. And I was just like this is fucking depressing even for Goose's life. I felt like it's it's that's the thing I'm talking about. It's it's stuff like this. It's that type of attention to backstory <laughs> that makes it that is, makes what bad writing you're talking about, like Miami Connection, where they don't really care. It's just like, hey, we're all orphans. I don't how, know how that happened, but it, they just are, right? Like, it's stuff like that. Like, well, not all of them. But this one, very deep backstory. The, the four orphans who found each other in college and became best friends the, and started a band. But no one, no one knows... <laughs> No one knows how they became orphans or their backstory or what, like... Except one of them's not an orphan, we found out, which adds a lot of drama and tension to the band. (laughs) There is exposition in this that they put in that good writing is, right? Like, there's one way to say exposition. We have been adopted, and wow, but you had a father and I had a father. That's That's... talking exposition that's considered bad right good exposition <laughs> is when you take a scene in a story and you have to read the backstory based on what you're looking at yeah you think in your mind what is making goose such a bad guy and then you find out that his dad is a drug addict and they're that's the reason they're separated so of course he ended up like this horrible person yeah like that's an attention to detail yeah you're that right. comes from good <clears throat> writing <laughs> and one might say he's not as horrible as his father 
No, that's the whole. I think they're trying to make that very clear because at when the father attempts to try to finally just steal the money from him yeah. and kill him, yeah. you realize that, like, yeah, he beats the shit out of his dad because his dad's a fucking junkie at this point. Right. But like, even that part he, made me like cringe. Yeah. He wasn't willing to kill his own father. Nope. Yeah. He said, "Kill yourself." Exactly. I don't care. He was kind of like, but his father was willing to kill him. So at yeah. the end of the day, you're kind of like. Yeah, I mean, With a he might be cleaver. a shitbag, but he's not that guy. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for him right now. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that's that's what, and good th- writing. <laughs> that that scene where he basically, I feel like him, like having to like beat the shit out of his father. In like coupled with the fact that his his love of his life is dead, sets him off on the bent on the bender. Oh yeah, and then he just like <laughs> which I was just like I was like where'd you get all the money from? You just gave your dad everything. Like he's out drinking, getting drugs. Like, he had three pitchers, and he is the, the drunkest sounding person ever of oh, all time. Worst performance. Oh yeah, terrible, oh, terrible Jesus. drunk. Very bad. When very he jumps bad. over that fucking table though, yeah, <laughs> I lost right? my shit laughing. <laughs> Man, so like good. that's what I'm saying. Like some, like can't move. I, I didn't see it gymnastics. Coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Like the dialogue is so bad. I was not making these. Um, I guess the same emotional connections that a lot of you guys are. Uh, it's not an emotional it. connection. It's you guys are going real deep into it. No, it's like, not oh, even wow. that. It's like it's like watching. Like the execution, I a twelve-year-old JV player, not a JV player, but like a twelve-year-old kid well, on the basketball team, references. jump up and like slam dunk some shit, and you're like, "How the fuck did you do that?" And the kid's like, "I have no idea." Like it's like there's a part of it that yep. is like that was lost on me. Okay, how yeah, do I didn't follow that? Yeah, yeah it was Sorry. lost on me. Let me Why try sports? To use he knows sports. He knows no sports. sports in this room. He, he knows. He knows a lot about sports. It's like a twelve-year-old kid dunking. <laughs> Duncan, who's the twelve-year-old dunking? Yeah, it's a twelve-year-old dunking on it. Uh, on is that fucking Michael is Jordan. Is Goose dunking? Who's okay, dunking? Okay, Jim Van Bebber. I'll, 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 use, I'll use this example. <laughs> right? <laughs> is it a windmill dunk? What kind of dunk? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's a windmill dunk. He's fucking windmilling for sure. It's just like NBA Jam. They're just like fucking. He's on fire. <laughs> on fire. <laughs> Jordan. Okay. Um. No, the way I want to describe it is like. It's such an odd thing to see a a good a good play something that takes years to learn, right? Done immediately and surrounded by clear amateurness. Yes. You know? That it's like a part of it's like it's like seeing somebody like a natural. I, yeah, I imagine it's, like it's like, the ambition. Right. Like it's when uh like a like a, a scout goes to like a high school game and sees some kid sports. I can't not do sports. Uh, if you let me, but it would have made more sense because it's a better analogy. What I do want to get into why we uh, still have a little bit of time here is I do want to get into the end of this film because I am a big fan of the end of this film. It does like a, a, a cheesy thing where it's like he calls up her sister and uh, has Chrissy's sister meet meet him? Is gonna have a meeting where he's gonna give this hundred thousand dollars away. Oh, we should give the backstory. Yeah, the back, heist. Qu- yeah. Quick backstory. There's a heist that happens when he gets re recruited to the wa- the Warren gangs come together to pull off this badass heist. Yeah, the Ravens and the yeah, the spiders, spiders and the Ravens, and you know Goose is along for the ride. And then you know Goose doesn't trust the spiders. He thinks they're gonna double cross him. Mm-hmm. So you know he he rolls into they meet up to Ready exchange for money. War. And he's got every goddamn weapon and leather holster you could ever <laughs> ask for for every weapon. Yeah, like you didn't it. know they made leather nunchuck right? shoulder host holsters. But they, they fucking do. do. They do. And can I say it, it reminded me of that scene in First Blood, like yes! the close ups. Yeah, one hundred percent. I thought, I thought, mm-hmm. like, ah, I think I, I think I know this, this shot. <laughs> but <laughs> this I, one sounds familiar, dude. Like, it, it, the end caught me off guard because it's this, it's this like, battle between him and Danny that ends up like falling on top of the sister's car. I know, <laughs> out of nowhere, and like it was just fucking brutal because at one point you're like, oh yeah, he's gonna win this fight, and then Danny just stabs him in the gut. I don't know, hundred times, hundred times, hundred times. Thing, dude, that was Shakes so. Him. That was so fucking real. It was. That was like something out of Oz. I'm like, he's oh. shaking the like. Well, that's how it really happens. Yeah, I'm like, he's shaking the fuck out of him <laughs> yeah. right now. Well, the thing before so, that, though, if you remember, so much that yeah, happens. if you remember <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast, I I talked about an attention to detail that you don't really would. And I feel, I feel like I personally wasn't anticipating for this film, and it's actually at the scene when Goose has his arm locked in the car and he's getting dragged and he grinds against the wall and as he's grinding each time it cuts back there's more debris and flesh like a uh, special effect appearing on the side of his arm as it's getting scraped off from the concrete oh. wall and I was just like 
that's disgusting and insanely amazing that they decided to like we need to make we sure gotta we got to get the continuity. We have to get continuity <laughs> yeah. here because you're not going to rub against the wall and not have missing flesh. Yeah, made it very effective in so the griminess good. and grittiness, yes. and yeah. And can I say something there there is a history behind this. I think that $10,000 he went he was like a film school school student. Yeah. Like he was coming out of film school when he made this film. Okay. So like I understand him like crossing all his I's and dotting all of his T's. Yeah. He just got out of school. I think some of the times when we see the So Bad They're Good movies, it's regular Joes who have no fucking idea how to make a film yeah. that somehow get a bunch of camera equipment and they go, all right, we'll just do it. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very I, good point. I think there is something to that. Yeah, I agree. Um. I, yeah, I, and then I what again, I like what they do at the end is I actually like that Goose dies. And yeah. the reason I like that is because Goose is not a good person. You're no, not, not supposed to like, even though you're yeah, cheering exactly. for him because you want him to have the revenge, you're like, you know, you're still a shitty person. Yeah, like, you still, again, shot someone's hand off at the beginning of the film. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> for it, no that's, reason. It, that's it for Kyle. He can't, it was another gang member. Yeah, you cut Danny's trying face to grab, off. Yeah, but I guess that scene stuck with me because it was disgusting. It reminded me of that scene in RoboCop at the beginning when he's like, nah, 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 and it blows yeah. his fucking hand off. It just, you know but what? Hand, like, hands getting blown off scares the shit out of me. I like the squib effects and the blow-up effects and Dude, stuff. in this movie, I like yeah. the, the low-budget effects they use. They actually use an effect that um, I remember reading about that Tom Savini used for Dawn of the Dead for headshots. I know what you're going to say right where, now. Where at the gang meeting yep. at the end, and he shoots you in the head, and like that whole appears it's like it's just it's literally like wax and a button buried underneath it with fishing line they just yank it and it makes a bullet hole yeah it makes a hole that's what tom savini used that shit in dawn of the dead I which i was like right i was away. so impressed i was like oh my god that's so cool <laughs> so i gotta uh i do have one complaint that i gotta get off my chest about this movie that's uh probably the most disgusting thing in this film oh i yeah and I it's the fact that um I don't know. There's at least seven to eight times where someone's face is spitting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of spitting. Yeah. There's a lot of spitting. They're like yeah. fucking camels in this movie, man. <laughs> so much fucking. Dude. And it's not and just it's like. Gag it's not oh, a little gross. spit. It's, it's like, like they yes. had no, a they loogie. Legit go they've, for it. They've been building a loogie up in their mouth for like the last 20 oh, minutes. And, just and, saying and, it and, makes me want to fucking you know throw it's, up. And you know what's real? Because unlike. Okay, so when you see this shot in 80s films, you know it's like a girl <laughs> spitting at a camera. And like a guy like spraying him with a spray bottle, yeah. right? Like it cuts from one to the other, and the guy's yeah. grabbing himself. No, this this is shot. just two faces, one camera, right next to each other, and you just see a loogie two hit a dude yeah. two right face, in the eye. Two faces, one, one spit. Yeah, Chris, two faces, one loogie. Eye on top of the forehead dripping down in the eye, and they're just <laughs> acting through it, Chris. Good that job. That literally make you know that feeling that you feel like in like your lower abdomen that yeah. just twists. Loogies always what I'm Loogies getting. have always dude, done that with to this, me. With this movie, with this movie, I was just like, dude, uh, you, I think you got it. I think you got the spit scene. You don't need <laughs> so many more. extra times. I just think it. He was going for like a very hard, gritty, like even down to like some of like the key, the music cues. It's like fucking well, metal well, listen, shredding. Like, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Okay, I think the director realized that the talent he has wasn't the best. If you actually go back and really watch the movie, there's not a lot of dialogue exchanging that happens. It's actually a very di- dialogue light script. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it stands out really when, when it when it shows up as bad. But I think this is just another way to show, just to like convey like either this person's a badass or, or a piece of shit or whatever is like spitting. It's almost like he used it as another tool in his box to like get these get more out of the actors than he knew he yeah. couldn't actually write. Yeah. Make you really hate them. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. What do you say we rate this mammer jammer? Chris, what are we rating it? We're going to rate this spits in the face. Spits in the face? I think that's very appropriate. Spits in the face. I was afraid you were going to go with something stupid like golf clubs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> glad I didn't do something stupid <laughs> like that. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what? I want to start with Mike first. I want to see where Mike's at. I feel like he's going to be the barometer for this rating. You think? Really? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to give this four and a half. I knew that shit was going to be high. That's why I said, let's set him up. Face. Can I tell you something? When I when you picked this and we saw all the trailers and stuff like that, I totally thought 1988, another cheesy ass stupid fucking <laughs> action film. It's not really that great. Like, okay, I'll, you know, I'm, we're in the two and a half to three range here, right? I was actually quite blown away by what they did with such a small budget. Um, I thought there was a lot of ambition in this film, a lot of heart. And I got to say, man, the end of this film 
like, I would say maybe, there are some slow parts. That's where I'm going to dock at that one half star, right? But that, I would say the last half hour of this film was like a roller coaster. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man, this action's good. Like, I, it's, it's amazing. It, it's kind of how I felt about when I first saw El Mariachi, and I thought, there's something special here. Like, I yeah. know he didn't have resources. You can totally tell that. But, like, the heart behind it, and you can, you can see the effort to try to make a good film. And I think that's what this film has. And uh, I don't know, man. If You know what it felt like? I'll tell you what it felt like. It felt like it, how the Double Dragon movie should have been. <laughs> right, though? No, for real. Like, Actually, it's that you said that, that made sense it to me. It felt like the last half hour feels like I'm watching a beat-em-up from like the, from like 8-bit to 16-bit you, world. Yeah, when you said it that way, it made sense to me right now. I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad that made I'm glad <laughs> that rang true in someone's ear. Yeah. Jesus. All right, I will go next because I think I have a different point of view on this movie than everybody uh, else here. But so it's we'll, going to be a five. We'll see where I'm at. <laughs> uh, no, I'm at a three point five. Uh, I think this is no, and I, I think I have a different point of view of not that this is a uh, like a movie that people shouldn't see. Uh, I just like the way you guys make it sound is like this dramatic drama action film, and like I had fucking fun watching this because I was laughing my ass off. It's silly. Like this movie's fucking silly because like they do take such a serious approach to this, but the acting is like very over the top, very cardboard, which makes it laughable. The dialogue that is in this film is very laughable. And while they do try to pull off serious tones, just, they just don't pull it off. They try really hard and everybody's doing their best to make a really fucking good film, which also makes it really fun. Like, I don't know. I had just a really good time watching it, and I thought it was more of like a funny thing than more of an artistic piece. But that's just me. That's what I got out of it. Um, but yeah, three and a half for me. Three and a half spits in the face, Chris. I don't know. I'm gonna do a half a spit in the face, but three and a half spits. Half a Lukey, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna come in at a five on this one. Wow, um, man! Shit. This is this is a rare this this that. is this is a rare film where um, when the credits started to roll, I actually just quietly said to myself, "I think I fucking love this movie." <laughs> <laughs> this Sweet. movie, um, I you know, it's funny that the whole movie uses a transition of kaleidoscope because I think it fits this film very well. This film is like a kaleidoscope of chaos. There is just so much. Um, so much that it hits you with. And Mike, I mean, Mike pointed out there are slow parts, and there are, but you know what? I still felt like there was momentum because mm-hmm. those slow parts are punctuated with bad editing and kind of like almost like ridiculous scenarios that get presented to you. So I, I it's funny. I kind of agree with Cody in the fact that there's a lot of stuff in this film that is over-the-top, cheesy, but I agree with Mike that there are a lot of ambition and there's a lot of actual drama that's actually happening on film that you can feel and you can appreciate. It's like this this director managed to squeeze all of that into one film, and, and I love it. The ambition in this film, I had no idea the budget was 10000 That fucking blew me away <laughs> after I heard that. Um, yeah, special effects, great. Fights are great. Fights are especially fucking great in this movie. Um, I highly, highly recommend this movie. I will be purchasing this film. Uh, before Chris goes, make sure you check out Kyle's new album, Kaleidoscope, Kaleidoscope of Chaos. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> it's a great one. It's a good yeah. one. It's a good one. It's be a great album. Uh, it's just going to be my musings. Very metal. Yeah. All right, Chris. Where you at? I had such a good time watching this movie. I think that it was obvious, you know, from our like conversation here, like what this film has to offer. Kyle, you said so many great things that I also felt about this film and I really can't pick out much that I dislike. The reason I'll disagree with the so bad it's good uh, idea is because is because usually that has a collection of things that make it so bad. Whereas the only thing I could really point to that I thought was so bad laughable was possibly, yes, the dialogue slash acting. And that's just not enough for me because like the, uh, the effects, the stunts, like the um, sheer ambition, as everybody said, outshines that it makes it impressive enough for me to not laugh at the, at the film too hard. So um, I, I think it is, it's like, I, I've used this reference before, but like it, when you're done watching it, you're like, man, it makes me want to go make a movie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, because, because what they're doing is, is amateur, but also ambitious. And, 
you know, four years to make it. There was obviously like a serious vision for this film and like a passion behind it. Jim Van Beber like definitely hit a home run, in my opinion. Um, and I immediately started watching this again after I watched it. I, I played it twice in a row and enjoyed uh-huh. it more the second time because I started to see the nuances mm-hmm. that you were talking about, Kyle. So I'm going to give this a five. Let me, five spits in the face. Let me ask you this question, though, and I just want to see where you stand on this. Because you said you don't think it's a so bad it's a good film. But if you were to, let's say we played this at the Phoenix Film Bar. You don't think the audience would be laughing through this whole movie? I don't think I laughter do. necessarily means that it's so bad it's yeah. good. Yeah. Like I think they would be laugh. I think they would be I, laughing at the. No, film. I, I I think the barometer of what we decided is so bad it's good is, is is a little off because so bad it's good is stuff that you watch it. it it's almost like it's almost like stuff that where you're like I can't believe someone actually committed this to to film. And this movie doesn't feel like that. It doesn't give you that no, vibe. This feels like, like total determination, total drive, a very clear picture of what the story wanted. He didn't have the resources to make the story that he wanted, but he had the clear drive for it. Whereas like other films, it's like, at, you, at, when you're watching, you're, you think to yourself, at no point you thought, maybe we should stop making this movie. Nope, we're just going to keep going for it. And I think that is more in line with a So Bad It's Good film. And I think it's like more of a so good, it just has bad acting film. <laughs> That's a terrible. We're not oh. going to. That's not, we're not. We're not, not going to coin my, that one. That's my Drop new favorite. That's my, that's my new favorite subgenre. So good, it's bad can films. I, can I ask a question too? So <laughs> the other the other thing about this film that's impressive is that it was shot over four years. That's a yeah. long, long shooting time, right? Yeah. Like there's a few Gotta films out there, like out. I think Reservoir Dogs. Or probably not. No, no, no. It was be- before Reservoir Dogs. COVID. Tarantino did one where I don't even think he finished <laughs> right. it, and it was over the course of a few years, but. Yeah. Did anybody get that impression? Like he looks no. significantly older no. and no. different. No, no. no. yeah, no, that was all. another thing too. It was kind of like four years. How the fuck did they pull this well. off? He aged well. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. But before we go, we got some reviews to read. I want to read one. You get a review. You I get a review. Read one. All right, guys, let's hear those reviews. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Yep, got a uh, five star review here from Spidey Twenty Two R, and the title of the review is Entertastical. Oh, like it. And he goes on to say. Heard about you guys from a friend, and I am now hooked. The banter between you guys is hilarious. Thanks for the entertainment. Well, number one, you're uh, you're welcome, and what a good friend you have. Great yeah, friend. Yeah, that's awesome. Giving the gift of cold film and review. Yeah. I, I love hearing about <laughs> friends sharing our show. It's that's amazing. Gift, it's yeah. honestly the gift that keeps on giving, I would say, every Thursday. Every Thursday. Every Thursday. Every Thursday. Never missed one. All right, Chris. We have another five-star review here. It says, ridiculously entertaining. This comes from Jimmy Squid. It says, I work alone most of the time, so I'm always listening to something. I discovered this podcast randomly, which is completely out of character for me because I typically hate movie review podcasts. I'm also not a huge fan of podcasts that are hosted by all-male or all-female groups. However, I gave this one a chance after seeing that you guys reviewed a lot of movies that I grew up on. Ridiculously entertaining! Exclamation point. Uh, the show. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I like it. No, it made me smile. Uh, this do the punctuation show- too. Comma. Yeah. He's <laughs> talking to Siri. Yes. Yes. Period. Yes. Um, this just this show Stop. just works for me. I find myself agreeing with your opinions, arguing with your opinions, and laughing out loud sometimes uncontrollably. I love the dynamic in your group. You all rate movies fairly, not just on a personal level, but on an educated level. I discovered you guys a couple of months ago and already listened to almost all. Uh, almost a hundred hours of it. Wow! wow. Thank he, you. Wow! He, he tweeted a pic, right? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did tweet it. It was confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> wow! Yeah, impressive. My favorite episode so far is the Rocketeer. For all the misspoken words, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back and hear what that's about. I can't remember that. Rocket I power backpacks. Dude. Adam dying. <laughs> Probably hey, me. Misspoken sounds Rocket sounds a lot like me. Jimmy backpacks. says I plan on purchasing a shirt at some point and spreading the word. You guys are Thank great. You. Keep it up. Your fan, Jimmy Squid, P.S. The over-the-top outros must stay. <laughs> yes, they are silly, but that is their charm. They're fantastic and, dare I say, iconic way to end the podcast. I find them hilarious. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. That was Thank an you. awesome review. That was very, very that. awesome. Review. Thank you. Very much. Guys, remember, if you leave us a review on iTunes, we will give you a shout-out at the end of the show. Uh, so please do that for us. It helps us climb those charts that we're always talking about. Um, so please do that and then head over to cultfilmandreview.com pick yourself up a t-shirt t-shirt like, like Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> like Jimmy 
funny. Is going to do. Uh, make sure you share that on social media, Jimmy, so we can share that. Share that. <laughs> share. <laughs> <laughs> Click like. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> when you're done with that, you're gonna follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We are on uh, Instagram at Colt Film under or Colt Film in Review on Instagram. Colt Film underscore Review on Twitter. Um, you can follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me on Instagram at Colt Film underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris. Ah! Colt Film underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike. Ah! <laughs> really playing it up now that you got the compliment, huh? Well, you know, one week they said they hate it, the next week they tell you they love it. It's a roller coaster of emotion, I know. He's got to run with it. Right. You can follow me at, at Mike Salucci on Twitter. <laughs> I love that we got the cat in there. Thanks, uh, Norris. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he was going to go friendly neighborhood filmmaking again. I thought he was having a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> is it 2015? <laughs> Marty! <laughs> Marty! <laughs> And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, guys, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. <laughs>